Welcome to Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. This podcast is a collection of historical and philosophical references, contemplations, lectures, and exchanges with David M. Valadez, his students, and guests. Podcasts are recorded on the mat at the Ascension Center in Southern California and in studio. These podcasts are provided to cultivate the warrior on the way and to add light to their path. So far away. <laughs> Unless you're hot, you don't sit, be comfortable. Um, this this one is on anxiety. Um, that's the modern word for it. I have my own word for it, but we'll stick with that for now. I think all of you at one time or another have had, let's say, enough anxiety in your life that you felt compelled to reach out. Would you say? At least once. Maybe it took the form of not wanting to train. Maybe it took the form of wanting to do something other than training. Maybe sometimes it went extreme and you sought relief through some sort of intoxicant, be it prescribed or not prescribed, or maybe even up to self-harm, either temporary self-harm or permanent self-harm. In, in all of those cases, this anxiety was overwhelming such that you had to go outside yourself to see that. Either you came to me, you went to an intoxicant. Even self-harm is a kind of becoming other unto yourself. Okay? So let's not, let's not pretend or that it's not here but also let's not um, feign that it is unique unto each one of us. It's very, very common. It is, in my opinion, it is a normal sign of unwellness in the modern life. Since you are all moderns, you're perfectly normal <laughs> as a modern to experience such anxiety. Please pay attention. It's normal for moderns, meaning it is expected. It is not normal for human beings. It is a sign of work yet to be done.
It is a sign of marking the path that is the work to be done. It is a crossroads for course correction, okay? But in that sense, as a modern, it is normal, it is common. So please do not hide here. Please do not feel like you have to hide here. Because in a strange part, in a strange, a strange part of modernity is while it is so normal, meaning how commonly it is experienced. And I would go on to say it is inevitably experienced. While it is something that is inevitably, inevitably experienced by everyone, it's still, there's still some sense of shame associated with it. Do you, do you understand that? You don't, you don't want to admit it to yourself maybe early on. It might have been difficult to raise the issue with me. And as a society, as a culture, it's in a way the modern therapist is kind of like the priest of old in the sense that this meeting is happening with somebody not of your life circle. Do you see? And someone that is vowed to confidentiality, meaning the information will not get back to your life circle. Why is that important? Because we have this sense of shame over it. Do you, do you see that? Sometimes when you travel, for example, you're off in another country, really, I think it helps if it's quite different from your country. You'll meet another traveler. Your paths cross, do you see? You don't know them from nothing. Maybe you barely share a language. Now, I'm mentioning this because not many of you have priests, I imagine, you see, because as good moderns, you follow the vein of secular materialism and you don't believe in the miracle of the absolution of sin. That's kind of a downer because now you got no way out. <laughs> but you might have traveled and you might have met someone, do you see? I have had this experience. You meet somebody, you barely share a language. And you're like, man... This is really crazy. This is not like my culture. Yeah, this is not like my culture either. We should kind of hang out, kind of help each other. You seem to know some vocabulary. I don't know. You know some grammar. I don't know. Do you see? And you sort of hang out. And in that momentary relationship, you're totally fine sharing your deepest, darkest things that you would never share with a spouse or a sibling or even your current best friend.
I remember, for example, I was telling someone this story. I met someone. I, I met a uh, person from a northern European country, and we hung out. We trained together in Aikido. Right? And uh, at one point, he says, like, I see where my fiancé wants to have sex with you. Let me see. Now, as I've been growing up, I have had the strange coincidence of friends who have left the room, like even to go to the bathroom, and their girlfriend is all pronouncing her real reason why she's with my friend, so she can have sex with me. You see? But I never told those friends that. Do you see that? Because we're in the same life cycle. But this person, do you understand? All of a sudden, things that are not okay can become okay. Why? Because we're not in the same life cycle. And a priest functions that way. A therapist functions that way. A sangha, which is a dojo community, functions differently. It functions through the practice or at rather the skill of acceptance. There is no condemning or judging. There is none of that motivation for withholding, nor any kind of urgency in the shape of shame to withhold, do you see? So here, I know all of you, and if I say, have you struggled with anxiety, everybody's head should be nodding, yes. And now look around, and everyone's head is nodding, yes. Do you see? There is nothing rare to you. I'll cut a little bit to the chase here, but in the sense that that sense of rare unto you is related to the anxiety possibility. So, I think we have some people still who believe in anxiety unto me only. Do you see? And because that's related to the possibility of anxiety, it is very important to understand there's no such thing as anxiety unto me, especially in modernity. So let us, let us start casual, casually, do you see? Meaning, let's not hit what we know are the deeper aspects of socially driven shame regarding anxiety, okay? Let us just start with class is scary. I, th I think at some point or another, you experience some dread with class. Would you agree? What are you? What about you? I live with you. Don't, don't tell me you know such thing. Okay? 
Who would like to share what everyone knows? Anyone would like to share that moment of dread about class? All right. Thank you. Um, when I have the days that I don't want to come to class, I can come up with so many great reasons why I should stay home. <laughs> Things that absolutely have to be done that will prevent me from coming here. And I'll even think, huh, I might be starting to get sick, or I might be too tired, or Sensei wants me to rest, or I'll come up with things you have said and twist them around to try to convince myself to stay home. But I try not to give in to that every time. Okay, and again, as I look around, some of you are laughing and everyone's nodding and everyone's smiling because that's exactly what everyone feels, right? Do you understand? Okay. Well, we don't all feel it exactly the same, but... Can you, conceptually, can you understand it at least, okay? So, uh, can we as a Sangha, Sangha is community, okay? It's one of the three technologies for training in the way. One is the teacher, one is the teaching, and one is the community. Do you understand, okay? So, when you, in the same way, when you have a teacher, and the technology, the catalyst for the technology functioning of the teacher is self-displacement. Do you see? The technology of the community is openness and acceptance. If you do not have openness, you cannot have acceptance, and then the technology of a community does not function for you. Do, do you get that? In, no different than you have some teacher with whom which you could never self-displace. There's no point to the teacher. It's really just a person that runs classes for you. You could have watched a YouTube video and said, oh, that they're doing that, let's do that. Do you get it? I'm going to change the speed 1.25. Let's get to the next thing. Do you know what I mean? It's as silly and as robotic and infertile and impotent as having a so-called teacher here with air quotes that you cannot self-displace in the face of. Okay? Same thing goes with the community. If, if, you, if you keep this sense of only unto me, by default, you're not in the community. There's no way it can function, do you see? Why is it important to drop the only unto me sense? It's because that, that idea, that experience of the world is only possible by a complete unconscious functioning of the ego tripartite. This is why in the complete unconscious unfunctioning unfunct of the ego tripartite, compassion is impossible. What you think is compassionate is nothing more than your will to power attempting to gain some sort of power over that other person. This is how you try to help somebody so you feel good about yourself, do you see? 
as opposed to no one even knowing you did something. Do you understand? It's a, it's a false humility, okay? The community functions through acceptance and through openness, okay? So who would like to expand? And you don't have to, of course. It was going to be difficult to expand upon what was just said. Why? It's everything. It's every. It's the same thing that everyone shares. Okay, do you get it? But it doesn't matter. Maybe you will expand, but maybe you won't. Maybe you'll say the same thing. The community, as a technology of self, is still functioning. Do you get it? Okay. Who would like to go next? So in my case, it's not only a matter of me myself not wanting to experience the discomfort on the mat, but also me comparing my actions as a parent to the actions of parents in the modern world, to the point viewing myself as one of those parents who, I put in air quotes, force their kids to come when they don't want to come, and thinking about the stories I've heard from people in the past who claim that because they were forced to do something, they rebelled and that resulted in a life of crime, drugs, promiscuity, and whatnot. So I still straddle this fence, and I compare myself a lot to modern-day parenting and how the idea of forcing my child to do something doesn't sit right with me. So that causes a lot of discomfort. And then with my kids as well, um, they cause discomfort because they start to learn how to game the system to not come to class, just like Lace said, I don't feel too good, or this thing or that thing's happening. But yet I knew if I said, hey, let's go to Disneyland, bling, they'd feel better in an instant. So that's kind of what I struggle with. And that, that Disneyland, do you see? That's, why is it so non-anxiety causing? Because it's in my homeostasis of self, do you see? It's in my comfort zone. It's in my identity. You can here look at anxiety different than what modernity tells us how to understand it, okay? Let us say that feeling, we're not naming it right now, that feeling, do you see? That sense of dread, that sense of uncertainty, that uncomfortability, maybe even pain, maybe even ache. Meaning in the sense, we know uh, with stress, for example, there are certain hormones that are released. These hormones actually have a physiological uh, aspect to them. They will show up in our GI tract, right? We will have upset stomach. We will have diarrhea. We will have intestinal pain. Maybe even in our cardiovascular system, we'll have a, a difficult time uh, with our heartbeats, our heart rates, things like that. Uh, maybe even uh, in our respiratory system. You see, I have a hard time breathing right now. I can't breathe. Those are real things, you see. They are real things. But unfortunately... In the associated shame and sense that I'm not supposed to feel like this, which again is weird because I'm telling you in modernity it is inevitable. But 
We don't realize that as a modern. And so we think when someone tells us those real physiological responses are stress-related, that they're telling us we're a liar. Do you see? We're faking it. They're not real. I don't mean that. That's not what I mean. They are real. The, those things of discomfort, the pain, the difficulty breathing, the heart rate manipulation, those are real. The nausea that comes in, that's all real. Okay? The, and so, too, is any kind of compromising of your immune system. It will happen, and you will get sick. That's a real illness. You have it. It's not in your head. I don't mean that, do you see? That whole thing, whatever that is right now, as I already said, it's related to this concept of self in the sense that it is what the fully unconscious functioning ego tripartite does. And part of the ego tripartite, part of its functioning is very much designed to replicate and reify and reproduce itself. It's like an institution. The primary goal of the institution is just replication. It just keeps going on through history. And the same, too, with your identity. It just keeps going on. You do things that reify it. You do not do things that do not reify it. So if you have a sense that you're weak, you will do things that keep that sense of identity. You will act weakly. You won't do things that require you to be strong. You won't do things to get strong. You'll go, that's, that's not my thing. I'm an artist. I, I can't, can't be strong and be an artist, do you see? I'm into singing. Is, you have to be stiff to sing? You gotta, can't bend your knees to sing? Do you see that? It, it goes to that kind of trapping of ourselves. Well, because you are an embodied consciousness, you do have this physiological component to these psychological aspects, do you see? When something from the world is pressing on that sense of self, you will have a physiological, or better said, a psychophysiological reaction to it that motivates you to stop. That's what it does. That's how the homeostasis continues. It's a homeostatic reaction to an external catalyst that is requiring some sort of transformation from you. That's why Disneyland requires no transformation from me, and that's why it is pleasurable. Moving this barbell that I can barely move is not going to feel like Disneyland. Do you see? Coming to the mat and experiencing 
a felt pressure to perform, but having a sense that I can't, you see, is going to have a psychophysiological response in you. And that response will not be pleasurable. It will be the opposite of pleasurable. That is what it's trying to do. Keep you the same. Because there are two components in the universe. There's one that keeps things the same, and there's one that keeps things changing. You are part of the universe, and you have these components in you. So if you zero in now, and you understand Disneyland is pleasurable to me because it allows me to remain how I am. Budo training is not pleasurable to me because it is attempting to transform me. Got it? That's your first principle. Your second principle is, I will have a psychophysiological response to the transformation process. Third principle is, that psychophysiological response will not be pleasurable. It will not be comfortable. It will not be calming. That response has, that response encapsulates what modernity calls anxiety. But Budo wellness has more than just anxiety because it will put in there too depression. It will put in there too apathy. So how about we focus in on some parts of the training that you know in particular generate that non-pleasurable psychophysiological response. Do you understand? Okay. Who wants to go next? Sensei, for me, um, I think it's kind of a combination, but ukemi is definitely the most, um, the, the major component of what generates that lack of the non-pleasurable, the unpleasurableness but rolled in there too is that sense of wanting to perform but can't. Um, of I want to do the right ukemi, but I can't do it because I don't have the skill or I don't have the strength or I am uh, I don't know it. Um, and that all rolled together generates that unpleasantness. Ukemi is scary, terrifying which is a component of what modernity would call anxiety, and of course it fits into what I am saying. Ukemi is terrifying because of the pain. But behind the pain is the fear of injury, the fear of even death, Again, you, 
There are Disneyland Dojo out there. You see. There are Disneyland Dojo out there where, no, we're not here. We're not going to transform er anything. You, you're fine the way you are. And one way they're Disneyland is the ukemi is not what we do here. So as you, you, you've read online, there's always somebody who's like, I can't believe they're throwing her like that. <laughs> right? You're hitting him too hard. It's like, oh my gosh. I train with uh, with some former Marines, you know, <laughs> and they're they're telling me that they had a drill sergeant in the boot camp, and that you know you know what these are, right? A drill sergeant. They're, they're constantly in your face, right? And you know that I'm one of those in the law enforcement level. And uh, in the middle of this hell of a selection school. This one drill sergeant would go up to a recruit and go, do you want an apple? And <laughs> and the recruit would always go, yeah, you know, because they're hungry, they're tired, apples are sweet, right? Do you want an apple? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Later, like pretty close to that last rep, he would do it somewhere down the line, and they would always go, "Do you want a, Do you want an apple? Yeah, yes. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> but in that in that process, do you see, the Marines are those instructors are tasked with taking somebody who is a particular way undoing them, so to speak, and in order to make them another way. Do you see that? And, and this is a little microcosmic version of Disneyland. You want to go to Disneyland? Yeah. But then the instructor goes, shut the fuck up. Can you imagine your father? <laughs> Kids, want to go to Disneyland? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well... Ukemi is also like that, do you see? <laughs> you all want to follow a certain way. What way? The way that reifies the identity. I'm pretty sure it involves no injury, no pain. Do you see that? And as I said, there's dojo like that. They're, they're, you're going to throw yourself. Do you, do you understand that? Because behind, behind in my opinion... Behind the proliferation of Aikido Dojo that now used choreograph ukemi is the modern person's fear of the unknown and the modern person's will to power to address fear by controlling things. So this is a symptomology of modernity, Aikido dojo that are functioning in an unreflective manner start to self-indulge that way, as my teacher used to say.
And so you will throw yourselves. Now here in our dojo, only beginners get to throw themselves. And after that, then we will throw you. It is tailored, is it not? It is tailored. But because the tailoring happens not in terms of how much force you're actually experiencing, although that is relative, but more in the sense of how much control we give to you. Do you see? At a certain point, it is like, hey, would you like to throw yourself? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Do you see? <laughs> Meaning, you want to go a certain place, but the nage is going to be skilled enough to go, yeah, but we're not going there. Certainly not you. And now you're going over here. And now that becomes very much anxiety-causing. And, and I, I mention that because you might want to rationalize and say that I'm going to get hurt. But you guys walk out all the time. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you, there's, no, there's no real injury. It, that part's not true. But the part where you, know, you get your control taken from you, that part does happen. Do you see? And I think many of you can speak to that. Like, I, I don't, I liked working out, kind of cool. Do you know what I mean? Because pay attention. We, we have the weights that we lift here, right? But in order to actually gain the benefits of the weights, right, you have to lift at a point where it is uncomfortable because that is the marker for the transformative process. Do you see? But we know we're not lifting, as a community, we know we're not lifting at that level. Not everybody. Do you see? Mm, many of us are lifting where it is comfortable. Okay? Uh, and hence why we don't see performance increase in things like push-ups. We're doing bench press, but we don't have increase in push-ups. Do you see? For example. Okay? You're lifting very comfortably. You, you're, 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 you're in a constant state of getting ready, so to speak. Because you keep coming, do you see? And there's always some underlying sense of progress and skill development and therefore the cultivation of strength. There's some sense of advancement in that. But you're not advancing, so you must be coming like, I'm getting ready to advance. But you're in a constant state of readiness, do you see? Which in essence means I am staying the same. Do you understand? You're like uh, a parachutist that's just standing at the doorway. You're getting ready to jump. Yeah, but we've landed now because you're, you never jumped. Do you get it? So you're like, I don't mind the working out because you, you can milk it, you see? The ego tripartite is going to kick in. You're not going to get uncomfortable. So you do your exercises at that level, okay? But eventually, you're going to get to Tachiwaza, all right? Let's start with ground fighting. So we do Newaza, and we start, I have landed, if you've noticed, all the beginners start with Newaza. We're going to start with Newaza. And the reason being is there's less fear in the Newaza, but there is enough fear for moderns in order for us to set up in their minds, the training constructs, okay? There's enough self-induced, 
or self-generated anxiety in Nawaza, but you really don't feel it in Nawaza until we roll. And not really until I let the seniors use weight on you. Then the anxiety kicks in, okay? But it's your loss of control, do you see? But in Tachiwaza, it comes pretty fast now for moderns because you are going to fall eventually, in essence, where you don't want to fall or when you don't want to fall because we don't do choreographed ukemi. After a while, it stops, do you see? And the usual modern solution of trying to control to reconcile fear is not made available to you. It's taken from you. Okay? So in that sense, I know there are people here that really do not, if you're like, Sensei, if you could take out the ukemi part, I'd be here all the time, <laughs> happily. Do you understand? Would some of you like to come up and share? How is, how is Ukemi for you? Um, it's scary, and it gets especially scary when it's the kind where they, um, you're, you're on their back, and then they try and totally flip you over. So, koshinage. Yeah. What part is scary about that? Um, being lifted off the ground and then falling that far down. Okay. So in her phrase of being lifted off the ground, you see, you didn't lift yourself off the ground. We, you're being lifted. Someone else lifted you. you see? And when we get to like a kokunage, a real kokunage, someone else is projecting you through the air. Do you see? You didn't get to roll yourself. Do you understand that? You got projected. Obviously, some of you are still dealing with that. Is that not the case? Do you see? Does anyone else want to talk on this? Seraph, you want to come up? How's, how's falling for you? Uh, usually pretty uh, scary. Yeah. Do, what's it like when it versus... Who's your favorite nage? Like, who's... <laughs> Who's, this is, see, they're all, they're all laughing because this is true, okay? Who's the nage that if you had your choice, you would always train with? My dad. Okay. And who's the nage you're like, please don't bow into me? Probably you. Okay. <laughs> is it, is it not true? Yeah, yes, it's truth, you see? Everyone feels that way. Everyone. Okay? It's not just you. Do you get it? It's not just you because that is one of the technologies of the teacher. Do you see? Now, you might, uh, you might look, for example, at the more seniors here. Where you forget. Some of you were here when they were, had the same anxiety as Seraph just mentioned, do you see? He's younger than me. But maybe you guys can talk about it. Because Ronan, for example, 
he's going through that probably at five, six, seven, right? <laughs> You're gonna, I'm going to ask you to try to reflect back, okay? Now, I know, because I know from my own experience, it never really goes away. It never really goes away. Meaning, like, Ronan and Taylor, even Chris now, they can check me pretty freaking good. It's not like, oh, I can't wait to pair with them. (laughs) That's not what goes, I mean, it's not Disneyland. Do do you understand? But I have learned the necessary skill from such training, which is how to deconstruct the ego tripartite, and now the source of the anxiety goes away, the possibility of anxiety is done and gone. Anxiety now becomes an impossibility, and now I can go in. But I have to utilize the skill of deconstructing the ego tripartite. You don't, and this is what most ego tripartites think, I want to get to a point where I have no anxiety ever. (laughs) That's not true. That has a lot to do with what you were saying, uh, Baoqing, Part of your sense is a failure, which is part of your sense that you should not be feeling this way. Do you see? Which goes to why we have some shame about this anxiety instead of, as you can see now, how ludicrous that idea is here in a community such as this one. This, you, you should all know um, we are all experiencing this same thing. Okay? So... These gentlemen, I have, I have taken you from little skinny, shrimpy, weak frogs. You felt like frogs to me. I, I used to catch frogs when I was little, do you see? And they have like these weird gooey bodies. It, it surprised me as a kid. But I have developed these... Beast men, you see, and and then I gave them the skill that you see in me now. So I go to them, and there's a sense like, please don't kill me, okay. <laughs> but that I know that sense is from the ego tripartite functioning, and then I have a skill which you are being cultivated in that 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 goes away, okay. So. You're going to have to remember, I would like you to reflect upon when you were a boy, like a little boy. So, Do you understand? So Reese, not too long ago, I posted a video where I totally chucked him in Kaiten Nage. You know, he didn't get to roll him. He got thrown, and then his job is better land right. Uh, and he did it, and he had to be like, I don't know, six, seven years old in that video, okay? And to be honest, your mom used to talk to me all the way home. You know, I don't know, I don't know, he's only little, right? And then I would talk about past warrior cultures and things like that. and Because she didn't like, she still doesn't like it, right? All right. A huge part, don't, don't believe this for, don't, don't not believe this for a second. A, a large part why it's too much anxiety to watch, for your mom to watch her children be trained in anti-anxiety. 
Okay. So you're going you're gonna to have, I would like for you to remember back to when you were little uh, and you had your control taken away in the ukemi. What, what, what can you share about that? Um, I remember just thinking that uh, I was really like little and young and then it just, it happened all of a sudden. I was dad's UK the entire time, every single time from a young age on up. And uh, it, I don't think it took that long to get used to it. There were certainly some moves where it was a little scary, like uh, Nikyo at the end of that. Uh, all the locks were always a little scary for me. But then eventually it, I learned that nothing's really gonna happen. I'm gonna go home, do the same thing, come back and just repeat the process. And what was it in the locks, do you think? It's because the locks are painful, so it's much more uh, triggering rather than I get thrown and it's a little thud or I hit my head a little bit on the mat, whereas the locks are sometimes you'll stay there, but you won't move forward in the lock. Taylor. You, you, uh, let's talk back about those times, you, you came in in high school, didn't you? Yes. Okay, what about those times? Feels like a long time ago, <clears throat> and it also feels weird to talk about it in a past sense, even though that seems contradictory because there are still, I don't know if there's, there are nights that I come to training where I don't have to practice this skill of releasing that you've talked about. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of like what I am saying, right? Mm -hmm. I, can, I can see when I call you, maybe you know, I don't know, do you know like, oh, Ronan's not here? Oh yeah, okay. I think about that all the time. <laughs> that's the first, I always, I'm always on the lookout for Ronan and I'm always uh, on the lookout for Tristan or anybody yeah. else who has it coming before me. Yeah. <laughs> And so you, you, because I can see, I, I can, because you were, you were, you were, you're like a son to me. You know that, right? Okay. And I imparted to you, as I impart to all these, the, the, the skill that I have in me, the skill that I feel I need in the face of modernity. Do you see? And so as I have to pair with you or the other people in here, and I have to deconstruct that ego tripartite. You see, that skill. Well, you have that skill now. And I can tell that, yeah, when I call you, you're like, uh, and then you, I can see the skill kick in. Do you, do you, is that what you're referring to? Yes, Sensei. And Ronan, wouldn't you say, even at this time, you still have to, you, that's what saves you. Right. Yeah, and it, it's the, the moments, especially there when I've been like sick for a long time and it's the first rep of the class, I have no idea what is going to happen, and then I just, I just go, and whatever happens, happens. And you, my friend, come up here. <laughs> so, you're still young, and you're still in the middle of this skill development right but you have had those those nights when they're not here and you're here 
right? You know what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay, so uh, what can you share about those nights? Um, like Taylor and Ronan said, I think that skill kind of saves me, but it's a bit more delayed. It takes like a few reps and a few corrections, and then I get saved. You, you can then use the skill. Yeah. And I think that is true in the sense, to me, that is why it is a skill, uh, these things that they mentioned, because all skills are perishable. And I have often compared it to, like, my shooting, okay? If I have noticed, I have observed that it only takes about 14 days. If I don't touch the trigger in 14 days, uh, it takes me some time to get back to that same feel on the trigger. And again, you might be thinking, um, you know, what? I'm, yeah, okay, that's a perishable skill, but here, here's the thing. To actually function with the firearm at the speed of life, the same ego tripartite must be deconstructed because only the second mind aspect can uh, be so fluid. When the ego tripartite is functioning, the mind is fettered, and you will focus on one thing at the loss of all the other components that simultaneously have to go into shooting uh, quickly and accurately. Do you see? So you have to get in that zone, so to speak, or as we say here, the second mind aspect, or as we've been saying, you have to be able to get that skill of deconstructing the ego tripartite. That is what you have to do because as they're telling you, that's when that, what we can in air quotes call anxiety, that is when it goes away. Or in my um, sense, that moment, that first moment of uh, discomfort, pain, dread, all of those negative experiences, they are the horizon and even the very possibility or the doorway to the second mind aspect. And this is why Disneyland will never transform you. But Instead, you have to go, and we'll just simplify it here, you must understand pain as the marker, do you see, for the possibility of the deconstruction of the ego tripartite. If, if pain does not precede the deconstruction, there is no deconstruction. It does not happen. You are completely in a homeostatic state of being. You are going to remain untransformed. Okay? So Ukemi, of course, does that. But there's other parts in the dojo, would you not say, that necessarily don't have to do with pain. And I would say, be honest, as Ronan said, you're getting up all the time. Do you, do you understand? You get up all the time. We got some explaining to do if, the, if we're throwing you so dangerously. Why do you keep getting up all the time? You get it? <laughs> like, that's the definition of nothing's happening to you. <laughs> okay? There are deeper, I would say, 
moments that push on the ego tripartite, then you can be in the dojo. They don't have to do with lifting either. And in most, most times, they have to do with me as the teacher. You see, not as the martial artist, but as the teacher in the trio of technologies that make up the way. Do you, do you understand? There's something about me. <laughs> Gets you. Right? Or just Sensei always has a baby in his hand. Remember I, t I mentioned that. I used to do that with my teacher. It was hand them babies. You know. And then everyone would take a picture with him. It's kind of like, it reminds me, you've seen those, like, those videos where there's always some dude that is with lions and he's petting the lion. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow, look at that lion. likes him. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can all pretend how gentle the lion is. <laughs> and then we feel good about it. I used to do that with my teacher. They put baby, put babies in his arms, right? And uh, same thing here. Same thing, right? You all love the, you know. You all love the, you all love the hugs, but you can't stand the a temi. <laughs> but there's more to attend me, do you see? Not just the strikes, but there's all like, this behavior right now is 100% completely unacceptable. Do you see that? That's like, uh, right, punch right in the nose. Uh. But if you look at the behavior, the behavior is ego tripartite functioning. And then one technology comes up to you and goes, can't do that here. And then you have the pain. <clears throat> With some energetic atemi right to your being, you see. But like you, Kemi, somehow, magically, you did not die. <laughs> you actually walked out. You still, you didn't even fall down. But it's experienced as this trauma. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? And again, this is where the Disneyland dojo come from. Because they don't have the teacher that goes, no, not here. Not acceptable. They're all like, you know, ha ha, how do we please you? You know, it's like Mickey Mouse comes out <laughs> and it's all like <laughs> comping you drinks. And, <laughs> right? Like you go to Disneyland and you wear like an inappropriate shirt. You know, they give you a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a female and you wear like, you know, you're in there like you're a Hooters girl. 
And they'll come up to you and they'll go like, here's a gift card for a shirt, <laughs> right? Do you understand? You, you wear inappropriate clothing here. You, yeah. <laughs> Get appropriate real fast or go home, right? Is that not the case? So, would anyone like to share, even if you shared right now, on that ukemi? Some of you have been here for a while, then you were like, I'm out! I'm out! <laughs> right? And you can't say it was because I was getting hurt all the time and they were killing me because... One thing that I've um, struggled with is the interpretation, of the self-interpretation of directives. So you'll say one thing and I'll understand something different or I will you know, twist it in order to make it more comfortable for me. And Lace, you mentioned that at the beginning, right? You're like, oh, sensei doesn't want me to get sick, so I should take the night off, right? You see? But that is that homeostatic energy of the functioning of the ego tripartite. Right? But the way you use the, the guru technology is no interpretation because you know interpretation is part of that ego tripartite functioning. Do, you do literal things. Okay. So we're doing the pre-academy, right? And we ask questions. They have to, the recruits have to remember. We don't do the Apple one because we're not allowed to curse. Okay. We don't do the Apple one. I don't think the Marines are allowed to curse either. Maybe I'm wrong. The military's changing. Like we're not allowed to curse, so I can't go up to a police recruit and go, hey, you want an apple? Shut the fuck up. I can't do it. But we'll say, like, they have to remember a bunch of radio codes or penal codes and all kinds of information, right? Because they have to learn everything really, really fast. They have two years to go from a civilian to a law enforcement officer, okay? And we'll say we're asking them radio codes, so we'll go like 10-9, and then they have to be able to say what it is, do you see? And there's always a person, they're always going like, uh, and then we go like, oh, 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 in their face, do you see? And someone will yell at them and say, like, that's really going to work. That's really going to work when the victim's wondering what they should do now. Uh, right? And you, so you, you drive the lesson home. But wh because why does he say, ah, uh, do you see? Because he's vapor locking. His mind is under stress. He can't perform. Okay. But then you play these tricks on him, do you see? So it'll go, like, 10-9, and then... They're, uh, and then some, so some people is going, oh, and other guys yelling at them because think about the victim and you're not performing. Do you see that? And then another uh, 
attack officer will go, 10-8! <laughs> now, now you got to answer that one, do you see? Do you get it? And then they'll go like, repeat transmission, which is 10-9. And they'll go, wrong! Because you said 10-8 at the end, do you see? Do you understand how that's working? And then they'll make a face like they're one, like they're, they lose their bearing, do you see? They'll... They're kind of like, what? They don't understand it. Or they feel like they failed, do you see? They feel like they failed often. They want to do their best. They want to be understood as someone that's doing their best, right? And now you're yelling at them about keeping your bearing. Do you see how this is working? And it's just going in, going in, going in, going in. But what if the ego tripartite was deconstructed and you stay in the moment do you see even if you said they go 10-9 instead of uh it's like I do not know sir there's no shame in it I don't know it you're gonna pay you see that? You're going to pay any, you know, they're going to give you push-ups or a memo that sleep deprive you or something. You're going to pay anyways. But the same deconstructed ego doesn't care about the payment either. Do you understand that? So, 10-9, I do not know, then you would be done because you're either now doing push-ups, do you understand? And you come back and they'll go, 10-9. I do not know that you're going to do push-ups again. But usually what happens is people don't want to do the push-ups. People don't want to run around the hill. People don't want to be sleep-deprived. Do you understand? What do you think is common amongst all those things? Discomfort, pain, fatigue. Do you see that? Instead of just like, okay, now I'm doing push-ups. Okay, now I'm running around the hill. Okay, now I'm staying up writing this memo. Do you see? The ego tripartite takes these experiences and loads them with meaning because its main goal is to keep you the same. You can't just be in the moment. You can't just accept as it is. Do you, do you understand that? So here it is uh, changing, 10-9, 10-8. Do you understand? You can't just stick, stick with that because you're trying to avoid discomfort in that broader sense that I'm talking about. So in that avoiding of discomfort, Behind that, as I said, is your ego tripartite functioning, which is don't change. Stay like this. Okay. And that, too, is where the rationalizations come in, the intellectualizations, because the intellect is part of that ego tripartite. The, that is why I sometimes call it the first mind aspect. It is the, the, um, that intellect to the mystic, the second mind aspect, do you see? 
the logos to the mythos. Okay. It will do that every single time. So as you said, you'll start having good reasons for not coming. But again, if you pay attention to me, again, do not think for a minute that I want to come here. I do not want to come here. In the same way as I don't want to get experience pain from this lock or be thrown against my will, picked up off the ground by someone else or projected through space by someone who can cook you, you see? I don't want it. I have an ego tripartite. It is functioning. And it's like, don't ever change, Dave. It's like the ultimate lover, do you see? You're perfect the way you are. Thank you. You're my soulmate. <laughs> well, that intellect is involved in that process. And this is why I tell you, you're always going to have the best of reasons to not do Budo, to stay home, you see, to go to Disneyland. It's not going to be, you're never going to say in your conversations with yourself, this weakness is really underrated. You know, cowardice is actually positive. That is not the conversations you're going to have. You're going to say something like, I could work on cowardice in another way. A, a healthier way, right? Because you're modern, so like a healthier, safe way, a less culty way. You know, <laughs> you're, you're modern. You're going to do that. It's all designed to have you stay the same. That's what it does. So the same thing. I don't want to come here. Right, what, did, what did we... So I drove here with Ronan today, right? And... We're, uh, we're, <laughs> we're leaving, okay? We're leaving, and I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. Oh, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. You, that is like a total abandonment mind. Do you see that? There's a, there are, op I don't want to call them opportunities. It makes them sound too positive. There are occasions in law enforcement when everything in your body and in your mind is telling you, do not go in there. It, you do not go in there because you're going to get killed. Don't go. There's a moment, however, I, I don't know how long this all takes. I imagine you probably wouldn't even notice it. Just like, I don't think you notice that 
Ronan or Taylor have to do the same skill or I have to do the skill. Do you know what I mean? You just see them get up and they're taking it and you're like, damn, I wish I could do that fall. You know what I mean? Or please, you know those nights where I throw them and you're like, oh, Sensei's, I don't know. <laughs> Is Sensei mad? And then uh, I go around to the different ukes. You know what I mean? Those nights where I watch all of you and those are like, oh, my God, it's that night. Okay. <laughs> But yet they have to go through it, but it's so, to them, maybe they can identify it, but in, in objective time, it's probably very, very quickly, okay? All right, same thing in these calls you're on. The processing I'm talking about here is probably very quickly, so don't get me wrong in, as I describe it right now, okay? So everything in your body-mind is saying, don't do it, don't go, Okay? But therein is the same skill. And I want to tell you this about the skill because as you are prone to this anxiety and the functioning of the ego tripartite, as you are trying to make yourself completely anxiety-free, but I told you that's not what happens, do you see? You also think that when you use the skill, it's not a continuous use of the skill. Like you, you, you come up to take the teacher's wrist and then you had to use the skill, but now you're good. Do you see? But in fact, if, if they were honest, throughout the throw the ego tripartite is turning on and they are deconstructing it. On, deconstruct, on, deconstruct. It's like that. Do you understand? Okay, it's no different in these calls. It's not a one for all. It keeps coming back and you have to keep using the skill. And in this way, there is a kind of and this is why I speak of it this way, there is a kind of integration between the first mind, the ego tripartite, and the second mind. There is a kind of integration between logos and mythos. They are not antithetical to each other. You are not looking for this state that keeps you completely impossible to experience anxiety. When I go into these calls, and I go forward, there is some sense, let go, because you can't function then. But it's interrupted by, like, my kids' faces. Or my partners, families. This, this sense can't get it wrong, do you see? But to not let go is to guarantee you're going to get it wrong. It bounces back and forth. Don't get it wrong, let go. Don't get it wrong, let go. Don't get it wrong, let go. Do you see? And that's kind of like Ukemi. You feel the mind go, 
And you're like, if I don't let go of that, then it's going to happen, do you see? Then I'm going to feel the pain and all that kind of stuff. All right. You, of course, are not going to die when the teacher says something to you, you see. When does this verbal atemi? But it goes in waves if you pay attention. Okay, so maybe you can, yes, sensei, here, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's unacceptable, or you're like, yes, sensei, okay, but over to the night. It's like, and then you know what? The time before it's time to drive. You get, in other words, as the closer you get back to the thing that got you last time, like another call, do you see? Now I got another call where I have to do this. The urge to not go is even stronger. So, how, how, just like I said, like, I don't want to go here. I don't want to show up. I don't. Again, you might think, well, why, if I could throw everyone, then I would want to. <laughs> that, that's your will to power. That's your modern delusional perspective that if you could control everything, you'd finally be anxiety free. So you're picturing, if I could lift that much weight and I could chuck that person, I would like to come here. And yet I'm telling you, I don't want to be here. I do not want to come here. I, I, there are times when I'm like, it's hard for me to hate somebody. Oh, God. I don't want to come here. Do you understand? Okay. Has anybody felt such an urge like... <laughs> I don't want to go. I do not. Okay. Come on over here. There's several people raise their hand, but you're going to see that this is pretty much a ventriloquist act. Um, yeah, I hate Aikido. <laughs> I, um, I never want to go. <laughs> I have to push myself every day, and I always make reasons, just like Lay said, not to, but I just... I'm just like, I always see you, though, every day, like, walk into the dojo with complete dread. And I'm just like, okay, I'm okay, I'll be okay. <laughs> and, and at one point, you were here as a child. Yeah. And then that dread kind of got you. That was way worse, because I just, I mean, my mom wanted me to go. I was a kid. I didn't really, you know. Um, but yeah, I was like throwing tantrums before class. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was really bad. What, what did you do in your tantrums? Um, probably scream at my mom that I don't want to go. <laughs> did you ever lay on the floor? And I don't remember. I <laughs> used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then eventually your mom, what? She didn't want to fight that fight anymore. Yeah, she gave up. <laughs> okay. And then, but you're back. Yeah. What happened? Um, it, 
wrong to not be here, I guess. I don't know. And I just, um, I don't know. I felt kind of lost and I dealt with a lot of stuff outside of the dojo. And so I was like, all right, I'm coming back. <laughs> that was kind of like a big, a big macro version. If you pay attention, even those that never actually left the dojo, you probably had little small versions where, fuck that place. Do you know what I mean? It might have been just over like, sun, like we trained Saturday. Fuck, I'm not going Sunday. <laughs> right, and then you're back Monday. Do you know what I mean? Or... I get this in the sense, like, when you guys give me the, the long courtesy protocols. You're, like, listing all the things wrong with you. Right? Look it, man. Do you see how much sense it's making? Look at all these reasons. It's not just one reason. It's ten. My throat hurts. My stomach hurts. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe I'm getting sick, right? I feel low energy. It's my menstrual cycle, you know? It's, but again, I think you're pe pretty keen on that sense. Yeah, you watched me walk in, and it was like, <laughs> But then the, the, the training starts. Right, the training starts, and now you got some explaining to do. Right, do you know what I mean? Because like, we don't have the same jobs. Okay, we don't have the same hours. We don't have the same age. But I don't. I don't. I'm not training like a slug either. I slug my way in here. I admit it. Right. But once it starts, what is that? That's when the ego tripartite let go. And that that sense of like, let's do this thing. It's like I don't care how bad this is going to hurt. Do you see? That's a release. That's the release skill. That's the deconstruction skill. One I had to uh, when I entered my sensei's Kenshisei program. You had to write an article or an essay. And my essay was on Ukemi. And I compared Ukemi, I've told many of you this, I compared Ukemi to a part in the gospel where Mary, the mother of Jesus, is told by an angel that her life is going to be fucked up. For reasons that she's unwedded. She's going to be impregnated. And what she says to this angel, there's various translations, but in essence, thy will be done. This is 
the skill of releasing. This is an ancient mantra for deconstructing the ego tripartite. The modern versions are whatever, zero fucks. It is what it is. Let's do this. Do you see? <laughs> Thy will be done. I compared it in an essay to Ukemi, the spirit of Ukemi. What do you have to do in Ukemi? Nagyad, take me. Take me where you will. Versus I'll throw myself, thank you very much. Right? Can you imagine? You're going to be impregnated with the Son of God. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll get my own self pregnant. <laughs> Back off! <laughs> the angel all disappears. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus! All right. It's interesting because, again, and you're, you're, is this not true here? There are tons of information that is written that I have written, videos, talks, podcasts, and things like that. But some of you have had private conversations with me where that's never been written about. The same, I think every teacher has that. It's not something I share. But to show you how relevant this deconstruction of the ego tripartite, this spirit of thy will be done, do you see? It's a releasing skill. When Sensei read that paper, he said, you will, I just started. I only had five years of Aikido training at that time. Everyone else in the Kinshasa program was floating around 15 years. He says, you will be the one that will relay the spirituality of my art. How many other countless essays did he get? This, thy will be done, is totally the opposite of the child that is throwing a tantrum. Do you see? This is like, thy will not be done. Right? This is that this is exact no. But that functioning, that tantrum is the ego tripartite. But a particular kind, the ego tripartite that has no real power behind its will to power. That's why the child throws the tantrum. But as an adult, you do have power, do you see? And you play those power games with your teacher, for example, constantly. They're, li they're like little tantrums. Do you understand? They're like little tantrums. So the same thing happens like in the, in the selection schools. When we say you have to keep your bearing. Part of keeping your bearing is you have to accept what's going on. I already talked about that, right? And you'll see people get mad, right? They throw in a little tantrum. In the position of attention, your eyes have to be looking forward. Just like Metzke, do you see? Metzke 
is really a non-scene. If you pay attention. It is, a, it is a keeping of bearing. It is not losing bearing in light of external environmental stimuli that capture your mind because it either reifies your ego tripartite or it challenges your ego tripartite. So in the position of attention, you have to be looking forward. But if you get in some of these people's you take them to their discomfort zone, they're going to look at you. All right? Are you eyeballing me? Are you eyeballing me? Do you want to kill me? Some of you want to kill me sometimes. (laughs) Pay attention. Because you want power over it, do you see? You want power over it. Why? Because it's having a psychophysiological response that is experienced uncomfortably. You cannot just do the thing that is being asked of you. That is why you rationalize it. That is why you intellectualize it. Your ego tripartite is functioning. And is going to come up with all kinds of good reasons on why you should be crying on the floor... Or moving your eyes in the position of attention. You you understand this thing. But if you could just let go, if you could just say, Thy will be done. Don't do you understand it's a spirit? Then it's no big deal. And then you can see what actually class is doing. What do I get to do in this place of torture? Well, I get to get stronger. That's just horrible sounding. <laughs> right? I get flexible. I put some challenge up into my nation's obesity epidemic. My God. They are so cruel. <laughs> I get to detox some stress that got into me from school. They made me stop TikToking. <laughs> I had to move way more than my thumbs. They're awful. Awful people. I got to roll around on a padded sponge. My God, did you get up? Yes, over and over. (laughs) In your mind, you make it horrible, do you see? And that's what the ego tripartite does. If you just let go and you understand that horribleness as this functioning of the first mind. And you task yourself instead with just what we're doing right now. 
you will learn the skill of thy will be done. And that skill is a superpower. It always has been. But more so now than ever. Because without it, this modern era, this modern culture is going to kill you. It will take you over. And your anxiety will progress. Maybe some of you just had like, I got a stomach ache. And maybe some of you are self-medicating. And maybe some of you are self-harming. Do you see? And it'll keep going that way. It'll keep going that way until you learn the skill of release. Until you can say, thy will be done. And when you can, like the myth notes, God is captured in your body. You become a vessel for God. And you bring God forward onto the earth. You become part of life and light. And you put the darkness behind you with this skill. There's no way I can take the discomfort, the pain, the fear, it cannot be taken away from your training because it is a hallmark of your training because of what our aim is. But if you can understand it such that you can expect it, instead of being ashamed of it, instead of hiding it from each other, you can get your toe in that river of it's okay. Such that you won't hide it from yourself. You won't hide it with good reasons. You won't hide it with distraction. You won't hide it with rationalizations. You can come here and go, it's really not that big a deal. It just feels that way. I'm just making it feel that way. And feel the empowerment from that. Is if I am just making it feel that way, then I can make it not feel that way.
Again, it's a superpower today, do you see? You want that superpower. You need that superpower. Do you understand? Just keep showing up. Just keep coming. You're going to be fine. But it won't feel that way. Do you understand? You're going to be fine, but it won't feel that way. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentiencenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.